Good evening, Island Church. It's May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, and I'm back with some more teaching on sanctification. You know, as I've taught on this and been studying, and uh, I give my apologies for not getting an iPad. I'm still using several Bibles. Uh, but as I've taught on this and gone through different translations, many of the translations uh, uh, of the word sanctification is the word holiness. Now, I'm going to begin here in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, one here in verse uh, 30 it says in the King James it says but of him are you in Christ Jesus who is of God is made unto us wisdom righteousness and sanctification and redemption now let, let's just review just for a second because I know we've done about three of these and now we're doing some more today uh, what is it you say well pastor you know the word sanctification sounds like such a churchy word or, or why, what is the purpose why are we even looking at this why are we thinking about this well one reason is, is because that work of salvation in you should lead to holiness. Uh, you should be living a much holier life uh, now as a believer uh, than you led as an unbeliever or as a sinner. Uh, there should be things in your life that just should not be present there anymore. A desire should be gone. Uh, a habit should be broken. Uh, there are things in your life which you should view as unholy uh, that you just don't do or participate in because you are now a believer. Now, our purpose of that is to understand that down through the years, as men have been born again, uh, it seemed like an understanding of sanctification uh, became almost an immediate result of salvation. Uh, they got saved and they realized, oh, we can't live like that anymore. We can't, we can't do those things that we used to do that were unclean and unholy. And it was not by the edict of a law in which people were uh, making up a bunch of, you know, thou shalt not do this or do that, which, you know, many times people have tried to do that, which is basically self-righteousness and self-sanctification. But it is that being set apart, uh, being made holy by that which Jesus uh, has done for us and living according to that. Now, the scripture says, that Jesus has been made unto us uh, these things, the uh, uh, redemption, wisdom, sanctification, forgiveness of sins. That means he is our sanctification. That means when we see ourselves in Christ, there should be a desire uh, to be something that we weren't in our first birth. Uh, I know um, for many years I was away from the Lord and wasn't serving the Lord the way I should. And, and I can remember coming back to the Lord and so much of my entire lifestyle was unholy, unrighteous. And listen, it was not that difficult uh, to begin to stop just doing many things. And I did it through conviction. I just knew in my spirit uh, there are things that I cannot do anymore. See, that sanctification at work on the inside of you. Many of you right now, you've experienced sanctification on the work in, on the inside of you, but you've resisted it. You've rejected it, thinking that there was still pleasure involved in some of the things that you used to do. So here again, but of him are we in Christ Jesus, or of God are we in Christ Jesus, who is made unto us wisdom. Christ is our wisdom. Christ is our righteousness, our right standing with God. He is our sanctification, our separation from this world. And he is our redemption. What we have in Christ, what we can do in Christ, and who we are in Christ. I believe by living a sanctified life, a life of righteousness, that we become more available to God, to be used by God, 
for revivals, outpouring of the Holy Spirit, awakenings, the things you do not want to miss. I like to call them this, the ecstasy of the move of God. I've been in moves of God. I've been in revivals. I've been in, in awakenings. And I'm going to tell you, there is a level of pleasure and ecstasy in those things that this world does not know. There's a level of the joy in the Holy Ghost that surpasses any drug or alcohol or any perverse lifestyle that anybody could ever live. It is the true favor of God and His stamp of approval upon your life, your lifestyle, and that which you believe according to his word. Another scripture that I wanted to bring to, to, to your attention here, just a couple of, uh, couple of verses over, a couple of chapters over here in uh, uh, chapter 3 of the book of 1 Corinthians. It says uh, in verse uh, 10 here, it says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now think about that for a moment. The day you got born again, the very Spirit of God. Now see, we take that so for granted, number one, because there's no real strong emotion connected to that. We have to believe this by faith. But you have to understand, for over 2,000 years, the nation of Israel had the Spirit of God locked up in the Ark of the Covenant, protected in the Holy of Holies of the temple. That was a very sacred thing for them. The Levitical law protected that, and the Levitical law gave access uh, to the high priest into that Holy of Holies to experience the presence and power of God and to make sacrifice for the people. Think of all that was involved in that. Now through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus has become our sanctification and the Spirit of God has moved in to the temple of the human body. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. With that in mind, I want to just a quick illustration as we close tonight. In Matthew chapter 20, speaks of Jesus. It says, and Jesus went into the temple of God. Now remember, that's where the, the Shekinah glory was. That's where the Holy of Holies was. That's where the Spirit of God was. Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the money of the, uh, overthrow the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Now notice this. The temple was dirty. The temple was polluted. The temple was fouled uh, by, these, by these money changers who were operating a commerce in which they were really taking the holiness out of what God meant for these sacrifices to be. They were a compromise. They were a compromise of Levitical law and a compromise of what the temple should be. When Jesus saw that, it enraged him. His holy indignation. We know that he grabbed a whip. He drove them out. They represented the filth of the world system and that which the enemy tries to do upon this earth. But when he drove them out or he cleansed the temple, here came the halt. Here came the blind. Here came the withered. And he was able to minister to them there. Now listen, there's much in our lives many times that, that, that blindness caused, just blindness to the Word of God and different things. There are areas in which we're lame in. There are areas in which we need restoration and healing. But listen, sanctification has been given us to, unto us by Jesus Christ to cleanse the temple. And once the temple is cleansed, then we can begin to experience these tremendous healings in our life. And not only that, 
we can impart these healings to other people. God wants us to live a holy life. There are so many alternatives into Christianity. Say so we don't want to be involved in, in legalism. We don't want to be involved in rules and regulations. This is not what it's talking about. It's talking about an inward motivation coming up out of the cleansing of the temple, which is literally you being cleansed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that spirit abiding in you and sending up new motivations of righteousness. And once you make a decision, I'm not doing any of that, doing that anymore. That's not holy. That's not righteous. That's not clean in the eyes of God. And if you have a question about something that you're doing, go to the Word of God. Pray. Ask your Heavenly Father, is this right in the eyes of God? I'm not trying to become a law unto myself. I want to serve God in holiness and in righteousness and in the sanctification provided for me in Christ Jesus. That work of sanctification, which I believe is going on in our lives, and an island church is going to produce the supernatural of the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes to cleanse, to heal, and to manifest his glory unto all of those that are needy, undone, and without. We love you. Continue to watch these broadcasts at night. We're going to continue to teach on this subject. I believe it's going to get in your spirit. There's going to be some things you're going to quit doing, some things you're going to start doing, because you're going to begin to see a work of sanctification in your life it's going to lead to revival in our church and an awakening in our area. Be sure and touch three people around you. Uh, if God opens the door to minister to somebody hurt or lost or, or somebody caught up in the drama of this, minister to them and bring them healing and bring them hope in Jesus' name. We'll love you. We love you. And we'll see you here in a couple of nights. God bless you. Oh